I'm guessing that if I invited you to name a verse or recite a verse from a favorite psalm, many of you might say a line from Psalm 23, like, the Lord is my shepherd. He leads me beside still waters. Psalm 23 is, with its poetry, with its prose, with its deep images, has become such a foundation for our faith and our life. I'm even a little bit suspicious that if I ask some of you to recite something from Psalm 22, you might also, a few of you, come up with a line from that familiar psalm. It begins like this, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Those words were recited by Jesus from the cross on Good Friday, making that psalm more familiar. I'm even a little confident that a few of you might be able to recall something of Psalm 24. Psalm 24 begins with words that we often say in worship. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the people who live in it, Psalm 24 also includes that familiar refrain that's in a number of hymns. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up that the King of glory may come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord of hosts is the King of glory. So Psalm 23 and Psalm 22 and Psalm 24. But what about Psalm 25? In more than 34 years of preaching and teaching prior to this week, I don't think I could have recalled anything from Psalm 25. But thanks be to God, what a great psalm. And what an appropriate word for us as we continue in this season of life. Listen now to the first 10 verses of Psalm 25. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Do not let me be put to shame. Do not your, let your enemies exalt over me. Do not let those who wait for you be put to shame. Let them be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all day long. Be mindful of your mercy, O Lord, and of your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me for your goodness sake, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore he instructs sinners in the way he leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his decrees. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Perhaps like many of you, Ginger and I have spent a few hours in the past months looking for movies to watch. You know, you can only watch the news for so long before you find it oppressive or discouraging. So we have spent some time looking at 
good movies, and we found a number of them to entertain us and inspire us in these days. There is a certain movie production company, it's called Focus Features, that has produced a whole lot of very thought-provoking movies. And Focus Features has this distinctive logo that appears at the start of all their movies. It's the word focus and the O in the word. Well, it's out of focus. You know, if you remember somebody's logo, they got a pretty good logo. Focus. The subject of Psalm 25 is focus. The psalm begins with two simple sentences, but a powerful image comes to mind. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. You can just imagine readily the one praying this psalm, reaching up to God, giving a salutation to God, affirming God's presence, affirming God's promises, affirming God's power, celebrating God's goodness and God's care. I lift up my soul to you, O God, in you I trust. It's a posture of worship. It's a posture of adulation. It's a commitment to God's ways. Focus. That's what it's about. It feels like this psalm, hardly known to me as I mentioned, comes at a very opportune time in our lives. The pandemic has made it hard to maintain our focus. The second impeachment trial, the continuing challenges with vaccines, the ongoing isolation that we feel, the general fatigue of February, various heartaches, so many uncertainties that we all carry around, they all add up to steal our focus, to distract us from the from opening our souls to God, from the critical trusting of our lives to God's abiding care. The psalm then continues with some important words, asking God to shape us, to teach us, to help us know what's important. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your path. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. These words, these sincere requests, make me to know your ways, teach me your thoughts, lead me in your truth all make this psalm perfect for the first Sunday of Lent, especially this year. Lent is a season when we strive to rededicate our lives to God's ways. Lent is a time when we seek to prune away from our lives all that distracts us, debilitates us, and recenter our lives on the journey with God. The season of Lent is about focus, what gets our energy, what should be getting our energy. We seek to give attention to our lives as disciples, disciples of Jesus. And then this, be mindful of your mercy, O God, and of your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. All the paths of the Lord are 
steadfast love and faithfulness. With everything that can happen in life, with everything that we have dealt with in the past year, this psalm wants to keep us focused. Focused on God. Focused on God's steadfast love and mercy. Focused on God's abiding faithfulness. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness, says the psalmist. There's another word that has become supremely important to me in these challenging days, and that word is resiliency. I've been doing some more and more thinking about resiliency in recent months. In the face of a global pandemic, resiliency is being called forth from all of us. We have to be resilient. How can we find our way toward resiliency? In the face of racial injustice and societal changes, we must find a way to adapt and keep adapting with faithfulness and resiliency. What does resiliency look like in the midst of a pandemic? What does a resilient church look like? Following a pandemic when everything is changed. What does resiliency look like when setbacks seem to keep coming our way? What brings real resiliency for our lives, for our church, for our common life together, serving and loving God in the world? Resiliency is about focus also. I've learned lots about resiliency from a New Zealand scholar and a professor named Lucy Hahn. Lucy Hahn studied resiliency at the University of Pennsylvania, and then she was confronted in her own life with the very challenges of resiliency. Her 12-year-old daughter was killed violently and suddenly in a car crash. So this scholar could not just study the subject of resiliency. She had to live it. And in living it, she studied some very helpful strategies for being resilient people, resilient community. First, she says, resilient people understand full and well that bad things happen. Sometimes, really bad things. It's not just that bad things can happen. Generally, bad things do happen to all of us in various ways and times. Bad things are, in fact, a part of life. There's no perfect, charmed existence. When we live, good things happen. But when we live, bad things also come our way. Suffering is part of human life. The more we can recognize this, the more resilient we will be. When we get stuck asking, why me? Or why now? Or what about this? Feeling sorry for what has happened to us, we jeopardize our chances at resiliency. The question is not, why me? The question is always, what now? What now? Life always includes unfortunate happenings. Our challenge as resilient people is to learn to accept them and to live with them and get beyond them to the new day and the new ways of living. Second, resilient people are good at selecting what gets the attention. 
Our brains are always processing all kinds of information, but we have to practice, actually, what we focus on. When we focus on the dark stuff, our lives become, well, darker. When we focus on the things that we cannot control, we become more paralyzed and life gets more problematic. But when we focus on that which we can control, focus on the good stuff, gratitude emerges, depression is abated, and we become more resilient. Positive thinking can be very powerful, but we have to work at it, practice it. We have to uh, think about it and be intentional about it. And when we do, we deal better with the challenges and the setbacks. For example, when we can name three things for which we are grateful each day, we'll live with more gratitude all our days. And this changes how we engage with the whole world. We move away from darkness and toward light. When we give attention to that which we can control, our lives take on a more wholesome and hopeful shape. And the third thing she says is resilient people often ask, is what I'm doing helping me or hurting me? It is not just about how we think, though that's important. It's also about what we do. Is what I'm doing helping me or hurting me? And if we're not careful, we spend lots of our energy and our actions doing things that prohibit our resilience, prohibit our living our best lives. What are the patterns of our lives? This is what we're thinking about in Lent. What are the patterns of our lives? Do they make us bitter or better? All the little things that we do each day give shape to our lives, make our lives, actually. And so when we ask about each thing that we do, is this helping me or is this hurting me? It helps us live better, find wholesomeness and hope in our journey. Psalm 25 is really trying to help us with our focus and with our resiliency. O Lord, to you I lift up my soul. O Lord, in you I trust. This is another reminder that God is our help and strength and a present help in times of trouble. What are we focused on? Can we find gratitude in the midst, even of the challenges, or not? Are the things that get our attention and the things that we do, are they making us bitter or better? There's a wonderful line from Colossians that encourages me, especially in these days. Above all, Paul says, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts and be thankful. Colossians 3, 12, and a few verses. So much of life demands that we maintain our focus and work on resiliency. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. In you, O God, I trust. Make me know your ways. Teach me your paths, O Lord. All the paths of the Lord 
our steadfast love and faithfulness. It's always about focus and resiliency. May God's Spirit so shape us today, tomorrow, forever in the ways of faith, hope, love, gratitude, and generosity all our days. Amen. Let us pray. Holy God, to turn from you is to fall. To turn to you is to rise. To remain focused on you and open our hearts always to your presence for resiliency and a way forward. That, O oh God, is to abide forever. We seek that way, following Christ our Lord. Amen.